Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. You are now about to experience a K. Young Brown original. Please enjoy. Hi, everyone. I am Kay Young Brown, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, life is crazy, right? Like, it's super crazy right now, but I'm still really honored that we can all get together and encourage one another and just be a body of Christ. And uh, it's, it's actually been kind of amazing for me, especially because I'm not that great at the social media. Um, and somebody said when you call it the social media, that's an indication, but whatever. So I'm not that, really that great at it, but these last couple of weeks, it's really given me an opportunity to just see like my, the church that I grew up in, Word of Life in Delaware, and, and you know, see what they're doing online. And the Life Church out of Northern Virginia, it's been awesome. I mean, that's where some of my modern day heroes of the faith and, and mentors are. And you know, they're getting together and praying live every night through social media. And on Sundays, my son sitting there with him and watching Essential Kids Church in our living room, like, and seeing him still getting excited about the things of God at just three and a half years old, all because of what's going on. And again, here, being here right now with my One Church family here in Virginia Beach and and being able to share and receive everything that God has for me, despite the world facing a public health crisis. So, you know, there's just, it's an incredible time and it's also an extremely unprecedented time. but that's why I'm, I'm glad that we can still get together. I, I of course, have my Bible because I love my Bible. And the, the truth is that the Word of God is absolutely timeless and it's timely. And our God is timeless and he's timely. And, and tonight I just want to take a few minutes and kind of look at that truth through the story of this man called Bartimaeus. He's a, a blind guy who was in the Bible. and. And so we're just gonna kind of dive in. What I'm gonna be talking about tonight, it's it's one of the shortest group of scriptures I've ever addressed, (laughs) Um, but it's in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read that, even though if you don't have your Bible or you use your Bible app, clearly if you're seeing this, you have access to internet. So just a note for later, if you have any questions about the word of God or who Jesus is, click, Google it. The Bible is all there, and and now more than ever is the time. So um, I'm going to read from the old school, the paper. Um, And so it says in verse 46, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. 
What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. It is such, such an incredible, incredible story. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna walk through it. Um, we're just gonna pray really quickly. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. And, and I pray that for everyone who is listening and hears this message, that you would just open hearts to receive the truth of how great you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, so here's what's happening. Like, I, I love this story. Jesus was being him, right? He's doing his thing. He's walking along, going through a town. And as always, he's got his posse. So he's got his disciples and there's this crowd that's following him. Now, everywhere that Jesus went, people followed him. They were drawn to him. And while he's walking, he's teaching. He's giving out truth. He's talking about his father, God. So no one but Jesus actually realized. Now we know because we have, you know, hindsight's 50-50 and we know what happened. But what was happening at this moment was as Jesus was walking through town, he was actually on his way to be crucified. He was on his way to Calvary. And so it, it's crazy to me that all of this is happening and Jesus is always Jesus. He knows that he's about to suffer immeasurable pain for us. But as he's going through, he's still teaching, he's still being him, he's still doing his thing. And he was about 15 to 25 miles away from Jerusalem at the time when he crossed paths with Bartimaeus. So Bartimaeus, he was doing his thing, you know? He only knew how to be him and, and what, he, what he was was a beggar. So he's sitting in his spot, same spot he was probably at every single day. And he was doing his regular thing. So in our modern times, we would look at Bartimaeus and consider him somebody who was an outsider or an outcast, somebody who was kind of undeserving. Um, and it was very true for just the biblical time that he was living in culturally because he was blind, Braille had not yet been invented. So he couldn't see, he was assumed to be illiterate, not intelligent. And unfortunately, even the, you know, the religious, you know, authorities at the time would have looked at his blindness and said that possibly he was being punished by God, that it was something he did, that it was his fault. So, you know, Bartimaeus did not have a high place in society. Um, and even though he couldn't see, he had heard some kind of way that as this crowd was coming through his town, that this Jesus was in the crowd. And Bartimaeus, and this is important, he didn't know Jesus yet, but he knew enough about him to know that this really actually could be his shot. This could be his chance. See, when he started shouting and he was shouting, son of David, that's actually a messianic term. In the Old Testament, um, they didn't call it the Old Testament back then, but you know, they knew that this Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, was going to come from along the line of David, who, was, you know, who lived over a thousand years before this encounter. And so he's shouting, son of David, acknowledging that he has at least heard this is the Messiah. Um, I, and I, I think that that's awesome. Again, he didn't know Jesus, but he knew enough about him. And Bartimaeus, he was, he was so smart because he was shouting boldly and with humility, have mercy on me. So while I was preparing and kind of looking into this message, you know, 
his shout, because Lord knows I've cried out to God so many times, just really hit me. And so I'm looking at, at what this word mercy really means from a biblical perspective. And it's funny because when I'm looking in my like theological, theological dictionaries and everything, they describe it as a quality intrinsic to the nature of God. It's that simple. And it's manifested in God's desire to be in relationship with us, despite the fact that we have a rebellious and sinful nature. So I just think that that's, it's awesome that Bartimaeus in his situation, he's crying out, have mercy on me. See, none of us are perfect, especially me. And it's great to know that we have this God who's just like, you know what? I'm here. I'm here. You can cry out to me. We are all imperfect. And through those imperfections, it means that we need a savior. We need mercy. And so I just, I thought that was incredible. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a little quick illustration of how hard this hit me. So in our just justice system, particularly here in Virginia, if a man is convicted of capital murder, uh, which carries with it a, a death penalty possibly, um, there's always the sentencing phase. And because of my previous career, I've found myself in courtrooms a, a number of times after a man has been convicted of capital murder. And in that sentencing phase, a lot of times the man will plead for mercy. But never once did I actually sit there and see that man, you know, turn to the crowd or, or look to his, his family and his friends. No, he looks straight at the judge and asks for compassion. And there's a reason for that. Because in that desperate moment of life and death, the judge is the one who has the authority and the power to grant mercy. I thought that was a, it's very telling. It's very modern day, it happens every day now. But in Bartimaeus's time, he didn't know Jesus, but he understood that he was a man who had the power and authority to show him mercy and save his life. So, um, and I kind of jumped ahead here. So he was calling him, he's shouting boldly, the crowd tries to shush him, and people are up. The crowd is always going to try and shush us. But when Jesus, who's awesome, is like, hey, don't shush him, he's like, call him. All of a sudden, the crowd starts to change their tune, and they're like, hey, man, cheer up, get up. He's calling you. And Bartimaeus, he throws off his cloak, and immediately he jumps up to move closer to Jesus. He was quite literally and figuratively blind to the possibility that his life could be any different than it had ever been. A life of just begging. Until he decided that he was gonna take a shot. He was gonna take advantage of the opportunity to have an encounter with Jesus. So what happens next is it's absolutely incredible to me. Because Jesus, about to die himself, says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? He asked that question. Now, Jesus knew. Jesus knew everything, right? He's God. But Bartimaeus still needed to speak it. With all that crowd around and, you know, the disciples there and the people, you know, there were Pharisees. Everybody from every walk of society is witnessing this as Jesus is walking. And for the beggar, 
the crowd could have just seen it as, oh yeah, well he's a beggar. What he's saying is, pity me, give me some money. Um, let's keep this, yeah, let's keep this parade moving. But that wasn't the case. See, the cry of Bartimaeus's heart was, was more than just give me a handout. It was give me life. And he said, Rabbi, I want to see. And Rabbi means teacher. He, he knew, I really believe when he looked into Jesus's eyes, he knew it was sealed in his heart. This is the teacher, this is the savior. And he was able to say, I want to see. He was very specific. It was a testament of faith. It was, it was that declaration that Jesus, the son of David, had the power and authority to change his life. Bartimaeus was a desperate man. He was taking a shot and this loving, merciful God saw him and said, yeah, I got you. And so Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. And the scripture could stop right there. That could be the end of the story. But wait, there's more. And the more is absolutely beautiful. So I'm somebody who in business, like I follow John Maxwell a lot. I'm a huge fan of his. And he's most well known as like an international leader on leadership. But he was also a pastor and he's a man of great faith and talks about his faith a lot. And he actually teaches on the difference between success and significance. And, and in business, I actually use that um, illustration a lot, the difference between success and significance. And it really reminded me of Bartimaeus's story because Bartimaeus was healed. He could see, and that was success. But the Bible doesn't stop there. It tells us that he immediately removed, received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And the, and follow Jesus along the road part, that's what moves him into significance. It's what happens after the miracle, after we cry out a lot of times, that can exponentially change our lives and our world and the worlds of those around us. But right now, so many of us, I believe, are, we're Bartimaeus. We're, we're in this place where we're desperate and we can't see what's going to happen in the days or the weeks ahead. We have, we have loved ones right now who are in hospitals, ill. We've lost jobs. We're afraid we're going to lose our income. We're you know, looking at this situation that's happening around the world and in our own nation and in our states and anxieties are high and, and we're afraid we're gonna lose our minds. There is a lot going on and a lot emotionally happening. But I believe that right now, this account of the Bible is for all of us. It is timeless and it is absolutely timely. I really believe that Jesus is asking us, what do you want for me to do? And so with boldness and humility, we can cry out and we can say, I want to see. I want to see my family taken care of and restored. I want to see my friends healed. I want to see my own health restored. I want to see victory in my finances. I want to see victory with my friends. I want to see victory for the future of my children who now aren't going to school and, and their lives have been disrupted. I want to see victory for the church. I want to see God's people raise up and say, yes, now is the time because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore.
So right now, whether you are just now kind of hearing about Jesus, you don't know Jesus, but you're hearing, or maybe you have been walking along the road for a long time with Jesus. I want us all together to just bow our heads in a quick prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to join together, to come to you, and have an opportunity to be in community and in relationship with you. Lord, we believe that you have the power and the authority to heal and to make whole. And so right now we are asking you to come into our lives, to be our Messiah, to be our Savior. Father, we ask for comfort, we ask for peace, and we ask for you to show us what we cannot see. Help us to be encouraged and help us to be encouragers to those around us. And finally, Father, we ask for the continued support and grace to grow in our relationship with you as we walk along this road with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.